Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm. Um, I'm exhausted, Bradley. I, I stayed up until 11pm last night. Holy what, crap. Watching Sir Andy Murray, a man a month younger than me, run around like a lunatic with a metal hip. Um, to give a bit of context, please. is it Wimbledon? Is that what you're referring to? Oh, my God. Yes, it's Wimbledon, Bradley. Okay. It's, it's Johnny Christmas. It's my favourite uh, favorite two weeks love, of the year. Oh, you love Wimbledon. I, I actually, uh, my girlfriend Kirsty was working at Wimbledon. I know, and um, I've never had an invite. Well, yeah. Well, actually, last uh, I think it was last year, the year before, we we could have gone. I didn't realize. I know you play golf. But I didn't really realize golf. That you love it, golf. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm 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 still I'm still under the weather. Uh, I didn't realize you play golf, Johnny. I didn't realize, you're definitely a golfer, aren't you? Uh, no, I didn't realize you were that into tennis. Uh, yes. Um, so I actually went and picked her up from Wimbledon last friday and uh went to pick up a solid uh oak shelf from twickenham johnny of course i bought i (laughs) bought brad's taxis is is only comes if you can pick up some kind of old furniture while doing it's gonna it's gonna go on uh on the new wall in the front room so it's gonna be like a filming type sitch once it's Mm -hmm. up so i've got this nice solid bit of oak uh, off a guy for ten pounds, Johnny. Ten English pounds. Hey, that oak is impossibly expensive right now. I know. You've got yourself a little bit. You should just sell that on. <clears throat> well, it was. He told me the website that he bought it from, and I spec'd it up the same, and it came to one hundred and ninety-six pounds or something. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's pretty good. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was at Wimbledon. I had no idea how big it was, Johnny. It runs along this road. I don't know what the road's called. How big it's the world's most famous hill. tennis tournament is? Yeah, I've, no, I've got no, I've got zero interest in it. But like, as a sort of facility, had all these different security gates. I met, at, I think it was gate one D or something. Picked her up, but um, yeah, it was it was it was massive, Johnny. I had no idea because it's not a place that I would ever <laughs> venture to. To be honest. Not a golfer, Johnny. Not a golfer. Jesus Christ. So, uh... This is, this is painful. <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect you to be able to really riff around this, but for you to call it golf... Um, how did um, how did Murray Mintz do? Did he do he's, well? He's, he's doing great. He's, <clears throat> cool. you know, he's, he's 36, metal hip. 
most oh, people outside of the UK have, have written him off. Right, but okay. he, he's he's two sets to one up against Sitsipas, who is is seeded number five. Never and heard was of him. playing extraordinarily well. Well, Never look, I mean, of course him. you haven't. You probably think he's a golfer. <clears throat> well, I'm sure all of these people are golfers in their spare time. Like Formula One drivers, they love golf as well, don't they? Apparently, um, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think they all play golf, don't they? All of these guys, they'll all be playing golf. I mean, they all play lots of other sports. You also like when you sort of get to learn about like all of these um, you know, top tier sportsmen. They're all also extraordinary other sports, and have all had to like choose which sport to be elite at and make millions from. Mm. And the rest of us just have to. I mean, I don't have a metal hip, but my hip hurts. I don't think it's preferable to have a metal hip, is it? It's, well, it's preferable it's to have a very a... painful hip. It's not like a bionic uh, upgrade. Surely <laughs> yeah, that's where he's so. worn his hip out, right? Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> I uh, I think it's probably. Oh, could you imagine? I'm probably squeaky. I reckon it's squeaky. Do you know? Do you think he's, actually, he's got like a little valve to put the WD forty in. I don't know, but I can tell you something, Johnny. I when I was about, I don't know how old it was. Maybe about twelve. I was at a boot sale. <clears throat> and I you, saw you this, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I saw this like little, I don't know what would you call it, like a Tupperware that had these um, metal, really, really finely machined metal balls with like a spike coming off the end of them, um, a different sort of texture spike. So I picked one up and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it weighed, yeah, it's sort of like, it was quite light. I think it might. I think it was titanium. Anyway, I bought this thing and then I googled it, or maybe I didn't Google it because maybe Google didn't exist. Anyway, it turned out it was a it was a titanium hip joint. What? Why? Why did you buy? Why would you buy and then research? An oddity, Johnny. You know these sort of things are oddities. They they uh, they interest me. So I see something. I don't know what it is, but I can see it's it's fine. Like like beyond. Right. well made and like, you're just it was, like yeah <laughs> right again you're just like take my money yeah it was incredibly smooth the, the the spherical part of it i was like this is this is next level artistry whatever this is for it's a fine bit of uh metal right. so and i bought it i don't know what i've Andy done with Murray's it hip. would have been a great paperweight i don't know what i've done with it i've lost it amongst my other junk well, so why why was somebody <clears> selling that at a car boot sale like where that did is they... what that's Get the real that question, from. Johnny. They had two of them as well, mate. Are they two grave diggers? <clears throat> don't know. I don't think. I don't. I hope they haven't been used. They looked clinically pristine. Like no, no. I mean, they wouldn't rust right, they titanium. Just robbed it from a hospital. Much yeah, better. I've got no no idea. Maybe well, maybe someone had bought them. You know, an older person had bought them uh, just to prepare in case they needed a hip replacement. And then maybe they die. It's not something you get off the shelf. Like <laughs> you don't, you don't go to the shop and ch- it's not a lobster. It's not. Yeah. You don't choose it and then go to the surgeon. Like yeah, this one, please. No, this is what I've always thought, Johnny. I'm like, why do they have two hip joints at, uh, at a car boot? There's did, not. Did there the aren't many explanations. That sold it to are there? You have any legs? Maybe they got a metal hip and then they'd lost their yeah. legs in in another accident. Pretty they're sure like, they well, were I might like trying to cash in. I think they were house clearance people. Right. So, could be the mystery continues, right? Yeah, could be from anywhere, Johnny. It is. A, it's an absolute mystery. So I had to buy it. I think it. <coughs> I think it probably had a serial number on it as well. 
So maybe we could trace it back to the person that lost it. Would be traceable, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know how you'd lose it, but yeah, it w- I'm sure it would be traceable. Um, pretty sure <laughs> well, it was as a always, hit thing. As as always, <laughs> I went in one direction. Yeah, and I did not expect to end up here. No, there you um, go. Yeah, so Brad, Brad, if you need a metal hip out there, people, Brad might have one being used as a paperweight. Mm-hmm. But you did, you didn't buy two, so you can't have the full set. Is that right? Yeah, no, I, I I only bought one, and I think now I think about it, it was a long time ago. It was kind of small, so maybe it was a shoulder one. I don't know. It was it was a ball joint. I don't know how was, big a hip joint really is. It was, I feel I feel like they're quite big, aren't they? This this wasn't it wasn't gigantic. So you know, the thing is, I've never bought a hip joint. <laughs> You've not been in the market so. for one. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, well, maybe I so, will be. I mean, it's working out for Andy, and sometimes my my hip clicks. I've got clicky hips. Sometimes why when have I you got of, clicky hips? I don't know. Sometimes when I stretch, it's like a it's like a gun going off. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. I oh, see so your problem there is you're stretching too much, Johnny. You just want to go straight into the exercise, mate. Don't stretch. <laughs> straight into the exercise. And then, you know, you'll be fine. Stretching's overrated, Johnny. It's not Says like the it. man that the man who's so into sport that he thinks Wimbledon is a golf tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. World yeah. famous. Well world, world yeah. famous. Yeah. Lots yeah. of tennis courts there for a golf um. Yeah, more region, than you'd though. expect, wouldn't you? Yeah. I was confused by that. And not enough. Really confused. Bit. Very no sandpits, Johnny. No sandpits. Yeah. I forget mm. what they're called. Bunkers. Bunkers, <laughs> not sandpits. Um, right. Let's start this podcast. Uh, so you, you're feeling a bit under the weather. You didn't go to the doctor for a long time. And then he, <coughs> he or she was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got a bit of a cough, a bit of a tickle. I've got. Um, yeah. So I, I was struggling to breathe last week. Um, and I thought <laughs> it was delayed. the hot weather. Yeah. Yeah. I've really I'm scared of doctors and dentists and everything. It seems to have got worse as I've got older. Um, so I didn't Sorry, go... the cough or your well, fear? Well, that of... as well, but my right. fear is of stuff. I don't know if it's, I don't know if fear is the right word. It used to be like, didn't want to bother anyone. Or I'd be like, well, I'm going to get better on my own. I'm going to use my mind to get better and I'm going to will myself better or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. I'm not sure that works with a, with a chest infection. Um, well... It could work with anything if you're... It, well, not anything. That's that's not true. But um, if you're, you know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> it it I got this medieval... Well, not even medieval. Neolithic chest infection when I was at Stonehenge. Wow, so you're blaming the stones? Yeah, yeah, I'm blaming you the stones. Well, I'm blaming Stonehenge. I'm blaming the 8,000 people that were there. Oh, okay. That makes the Harry sense. Krishnas. Uh, blaming them. And I'm also blaming me getting a bit of a chill, potentially. 
as setting me off <laughs> on this on this path of uh, not being able to breathe properly. Do you know? I'd having love, a terrible chest I'd, infection. I'd love people who are listening. If we've got any doctors in, because Brad and I have had this disagreement many a times. Can mm. getting a bit cold increase your chances of getting a cold? Or well, a, look, a viral it's not a cold. chest infection. <clears throat> it's I've got bronchitis, but um, I don't. I potentially that can turn into pneumonia, and I've already had pneumonia, so I don't recommend. want that again. No, I would not recommend Johnny. Hard no on the mm. pneumonia front. So uh, finally went to the doctor, who I rang. I rang the doctor about five p.m. And said, is there any chance that I can get an appointment tomorrow, please? An emergency appointment. I can't breathe properly. I feel terrible. Um, and they went, oh, you can come in at 7.30 this evening. What? 7.30. 7.30, Johnny. Blew my mind. I haven't been to the doctors in a couple of years, probably. But Dude, I can um, show you. That, that is not common. I'm still registered uh, at my mum's house, which is in Beckenham, which is much nicer than where I live, which is in Catford. <laughs> So I don't know if they get a better quality of uh, service, but I tell you what, for them, to, I was expecting them to go, oh, you know, in a week's time, you can get an appointment. And then I was going to have to go to, uh, you know, A&E or whatever. But yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, just come in at 7.30 this evening. I was like, whoa. I was like, I didn't even know you guys were open till then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're open till then. They are for coffee. 7.30, 7.45. Couldn't believe it, mate. Yeah, he just gave me... Full course of antibiotics, seven days, three times a day. Just had one of them. Got to have another one soon. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm hoping it's working a little bit. I'm telling myself it's working. You, sat, you sound better. You do. I'm not coughing quite as much as I have no. been. So <clears throat> that's a yeah, good I've thing. I've had fun editing most of those out of last week's podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, that must um, have been Anyway, I, I brought this up. It was supposed to be a quick aside because obviously you have no... Stories to tell this week, other than well, apparently Zero, you, mate. you have the Zero. stories of, of the, the the boot, the car boot sale, and, and the doctors <laughs> that actually give a shit about you. Um, <laughs> but I do have a story. I, I know. I right? had what what a less politically minded person would call like a peak of a career moment, but I, I was mm. conflicted throughout. Um, which was that I I I was the beer sommelier for the all parliamentary pub group dinner. Oh, wow. Which, which was held at uh, One George Street, which is where we, we had a, a fairly good night last year with the British Guild of Beer Writers. Um, so a swanky place just, just down the road from Parliament. And it was essentially an all-parliamentary pub group is essentially a group of MPs that meet and discuss and and champion the interests of a certain industry. So there's probably one for oil. There's probably one for the NHS. There's probably one for, you know, all of these different interests. But there's a pub one. And it is, unsurprisingly, one of the most popular ones. So it has a lot of funding from breweries and stuff like that. And they have a big dinner every year. And they present awards to people, that MPs that have supposedly done good stuff. Um, and, and they have a big dinner. And I was the, the, the sommelier. So I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about this. I, I went into a, the, the dungeons of One George Street and had a tasting and, and came up with the beer matches with a Baroness. Uh, two spads who are special advisors to MPs because one of the MPs can, two of the MPs can make it, um, and some of the people that are sort of literally employed by the all parliamentary pub group. Um, and so yeah, last uh, Tuesday night I went there and, and had a dinner. I was sat on a table with uh, the owner of Robinson's Brewery, the owners of uh, J.W. Lee's, 
Um, right. And then a bunch of MPs. I was I was sat next to a conservative MP uh, who is actually an, the mother of and an investor in Bruiser. Hmm. Um, Don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, and she also used to be a brewer. She was she was super interesting. We had we had a lot of fun. She's the MP for Wrexham. Um, so everybody was asking her about I don't know whether you you must know about this Bradley about the two Football the club. two stars who have have invested in Wrexham FC yeah 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 well one of them's sorry Ryan one of them's Hollywood and one of them is uh, yeah no they're both they're both pretty Hollywood mate I mean Hollywood always sunny in Philadelphia is uh, is <laughs> is arguably one of the greatest comedy shows ever I, um, I presume it's not filmed in Philadelphia it's probably filmed in LA right <clears throat> that is a good question. I do not know, but I suspect it is filmed in Philadelphia because there's quite a lot of exterior stuff. Oh, is there? Um, so I reckon it could be. Uh, th- I mean, there's there's famous there's famous episodes where they go to specific famed places within Philadelphia and further afield. Like they'll go to uh, what's it called? Um, oh God, the Jersey Shore. And stuff like that, which I'm actually thinking about. It. Might not actually be the Jersey Shore because they're possible. It's possible the magic of TV has uh, sold you a lie there. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't really know to be honest. But all I need, all I need to know is Paddy's Pub is is the greatest terrible <laughs> Irish pub in the world. That yeah, I'd I was going to say, isn't it visit. famously awful? But um, yeah. yes. So I had had a lovely evening. We had uh, what did we have? We had. Uh, tahini and lemon dressed chicken with uh, a keller beer from Moore Brewing. Then we had a Geipel Bock, uh, a great Bock from North Wales, just outside of Snowdonia. Um, mm-hmm. And we had that with uh, lamb and dauphin wire potato. It's very like old school British food. Um, actually, well, no, tahini, let's say. Um, had that with the Bock, uh, lamb and, and, and dauphin wire and cherry tomatoes. And then for pudding, we had sticky toffee pudding. With a barley wine from a brewery I'd, I'd never had any beers from called Monty's, which <laughs> is also in Wales. Um, and it was a delicious, delicious barley wine as well, like an English barley wine. Well, it said an English barley wine, but it said it had Chinook in. So I don't know whether that's English Chinook, because we do grow some Chinook in this country. Um, and and yeah, the beers were, were great. The, the, the dinner was great. I was surprisingly charmed by a Conservative MP. It's all changed now. I think I'm going, I'm joining the system, brothers. Uh, and I'm bringing yeah. the beer. It's good. It's good to know that our taxpayer money is being well spent on. Well, I think I think it's the breweries we're paying for those t- tahini, whatever <laughs> fuck chicken, and guypool beers on a lots of guypool. Jolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bastards. They uh, they made the mistake <clears> of putting <throat> down so that everybody could see the bottles. They were putting bottles on the table, but being a beer blogger, I had a bottle opener on me, so I was I was quite drunk by the third course. Um, and I, I I slipped in a little a little criticism of uh, of beer duty into my speech at the end because I was feeling cocky. Um, so I might not be invited back. Stick it to the man, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, those guys greasing the wheels, eh? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so was, I, I bumped into uh, bumped into Joe from Meantime, who brewed our, our now IPA. Andy Parker was there with at the Seba table. All with this is all at the bloody cross party thingamabob. Yeah, well, all so those they, cats are there. The, this yeah, is yeah. It's, it's a big, big networking event. How many, how many, how many heads are we talking here? 
Ooh, uh, there there were nineteen tables, and there were, I think, ten on each table, so one hundred and ninety people. Oh, it's big. It's a big event. It's a big dinner. Big dinner, mate. Big yeah. event. A lot of pressure watching... on my tiny sommelier shoulders. <clears throat> yeah, that is a lot of pressure. Did they did they pay you, Johnny, in a, in an envelope? <laughs> yeah yeah down a down a down a dark corner no uh it was it was a bargaining so i didn't get paid but what i did instead was i have now got access to go to the strangers bar in parliament oh yeah is that any time uh, you want or just one time or no what? no just one time sadly you have to be okay. accompanied by it's called strangers because uh mps can bring non-political people in um so yeah i'm going i'm going to strangers bar as part of my book research in in return for doing that favor uh, yes. on the ni- uh, 19th of uh july so i think the po- that's a wednesday so podcast on the 21st of july you'll you'll hear about my trip to parliament interesting johnny interesting um so you drank some barley wine yeah yeah lots of barley wine lots of bock a little bit of lager a little bit of uh, keller beer yeah obviously. Uh, um I read the other day, this is not a barley wine thing necessarily, but Buckfast tonic wine. Yeah. I read, uh, I, I saw someone had posted an American wine connoisseurs uh, made, the, uh, made the mistake of reviewing Buckfast. Here's their tasting notes. It um, wasn't a mistake. I can tell you that. It was an attempt yeah. at going viral. What did he say? Uh, he's, it's quite long. Uh, screw screw cap took it off about 30 minutes before to bring in some air apparently made by monks in England (laughs) decided to try while cooking dinner poured into a glass first glance has a very inky almost brownish colour that you see in older vines uh, wines very syrupy (laughs) liquid clings to the side of the glass when swelled Mm. almost 15% ABV Uh, stuck my nose in it was hit with something I've never experienced before. Barnyardy funk in a bad way. Almost like a dead animal in a bird's nest. <laughs> wow, specific. Dead animal in a bird's nest. In a bird's nest. Is it a dead um, bird or is it another, like... It's a dead animal, Johnny. It crawled right. up there to die. A mix of flat Coca-Cola and caramel with a whiff of gunmetal. On the palate, overwhelming sweetness and sugar. Cherry cola mixed with Benadryl. Unlike anything I've tasted. Mm. I'm not sure what this liquid is, but it's not wine. I'm actually not sure what it is, but it tastes like something a doctor would prescribe. A chemical Mm. concoction of the highest degree. Can only compare to Four Loco. (laughs) (coughs) There's a little bit more, which is quite funny. (coughs) God. Managed to make it through a couple of small glasses. He went in for a couple of glasses, which is insane. But not much more. Had absolutely ruined the evening drinking, drinking wise for me, as I tried to drink a nice Bordeaux after. But the iron like metallic sweet aftertaste, I just couldn't get out of my mouth, even after a few glasses of water. I don't drink a lot of coffee regularly, so I also had a mild heart palpitation from the caffeine after just drinking a bit of, of this and feel, uh, and, and feel a slight migraine. An ungodly concoction made by seemingly godly men. I believe the Vatican needs to send an exorcist over to Buckfast Abbey as the devil's work are clearly present there. (coughs) After tasting this wine, the way I feel I can only be described as akin to being under a bridge on one's knees 
orally pleasing a oh vagrant <laughs> while <What>? simul- <laughs> while simultaneously drinking liquefied meth through a dirty rag. I've drank a lot of wines in my time and I will never forget this one. There you go, Johnny. I was with until the bridge metaphor. I know, the bridge metaphor was a little bit crass, wasn't it? Yeah. But um yeah, you think that's that's just viral hogwash. Oh not course. a legit you, you Quite think funny, he, though. I mean, the fact that he <laughs> knew there was caffeine in it. <laughs> well, I like I like that he went in for two small glasses. Um, you know, he thought he'd give it another go. Well, he's That's... clearly still a professional, you know? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could have been wrong first time round, you know? <laughs> Got to <laughs> go back in. Miss some nuances. <laughs> um, I, I think that a really good sommelier would have been able to pick out which dead animal, to be honest. But otherwise, otherwise, it's 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 a fair review. Um, mm. I don't understand Buckfast. Um, I don't think I've ever tried it, Johnny. That's probably mm. a video we should do, isn't it? Nope. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I watched. I watched a video years ago about. Uh, it was a Vice thing, and they used to have this posh, blonde English model um, presenter. I can't remember what her name was, and she used to go around to visit. Visit, visit different kinds of strands of society in different parts of the UK. And she went up to uh, somewhere up in Scotland. I can't remember where it was. And they were, she met a group of lads, uh, spotty lads, who uh, probably about 18, 19, 20 years old, something like that. And they were all in their flat together, drinking Bucky and... Um, getting really shit-faced and then eating, I think, I don't think I've mixed two episodes up, but I think they were eating a thing called a trash plate, which I've seen before. It's a thing up in Scotland and other places where you, you go to like a kebab shop or a fish and chip shop, or whatever, and they do this giant box of everything in it, which is like chicken wings and uh, kebab meat and chips and a bit of pizza and whatever the hell else. <laughs> And they got her eating this uh, trash plate thing and drinking Bucky, and it was it was quite it was mildly entertaining, Johnny. Mildly entertaining is what I'm saying. All that to say, yeah, it was all right. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, it didn't look good. She didn't enjoy it, uh, any of it, I don't think. Um, but yeah, especially the the Bucky. Um, did you used to watch Buck Rogers in the 25th century, going on the Buck theme? Yeah. Uh, y- yeah. Where's this going? Don't know. I just used to love it. I thought it's great. It's really, yeah, really, I, really, I, really I fun. Yeah, I remember I had, had a few Bucky O'Hare toys. Bucky O'Hare. Now you've taken it in another Bucky direction. Oh, wait, what did you that say? Had a, I said Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah, I just heard Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> no, no, Bucky O'Hare is great. That had an amazing theme tune. Yeah. Um, which we, we could sing if we wanted to. Um, I, I think we should let people Google it. Okay, it was very good though. I really enjoyed that. It was quite a strange setup, wasn't it? Was that the biker mice from Mars? Was bonkers back then. Was that like, bi- was that biker mice from Mars, or is that another one? Oh, that's another one. That's a different one. <sighs> I, was, I wasn't so on board with that one. They, they, I don't I know. I feel like they were the same. Weren't they very much in the same universe? Um, I mean, it was it was space based animal humanizing. Adventures. I don't, I don't think it was the same universe. I just I just remember being so home counties and 
well-bred that I thought that anybody with a motorbike was probably a bit dangerous. So I don't think I watched that much. <laughs> yeah. Whereas spaceships, fine. Rabbit, rabbit flying a spaceship, fine. Mate, Bucky O'Hare was ace. Biker <laughs> mice from Mars. I can't, I just remember the biker mice from Mars. Yeah, I can't really remember anything about that one, but Bucky O'Hare was, was cool. Just makes me think of going to Argos and all the cheap toys. Yeah. And kids getting excited about their bike. And the Argos catalogue, mate, was was mm. a revelation back in the day. Did you, did you, were you allowed It's a great Ar- work of non-fiction. Yeah. In your, were you, you allowed one as a kid in your house just to look at all the toys and stuff? Oh, yeah. It's oh, good, yeah. wasn't it? It was really good. I don't think that isn't really a thing. Did they stop doing the Argos catalogue, like a physical one? No, no, you can still go to Argos and pick it up. I go there all the it's, time. It's thin. Well, well, to get your weekly uh, <laughs> catalogue. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, because has anything changed it? You're just seeing if anything's changed it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely you shouldn't be buying new plastic hat, Johnny. You should be getting this off of uh, Facebook uh, well, you, mothers groups in the area. You, you see, some sometimes you can definitely, but sometimes you you look at the photos oh. and you go, that's um, that doesn't seem safe. You, you just know? need a pressure washer, mate. Just a pressure washer. You've probably already got one I mean, of those sorry, sort of steamy I, the, things. The, the, the dirtiness is one yeah. thing. I'm talking about the actual structural integrity of these toys. Oh, right, yeah. You know, famously kids choke, you know? Oh, right, And yeah, yeah. The, the damage done to a lot of these... You know, if you're looking at the bottom end pricing, it's... For, for a slightly anxious parent like myself, and I have reason to be anxious given, given my daughter's mm-hmm. form, um, it's... It's not something we do so much. We did it quite a lot at the start, and we, we haven't done it so much since. So you <coughs> you do have plastic stuff. You're not a wooden toy man. I mean, w- wooden, I would I would have everything wooden if I could, but as we've discussed, the price of oak means I think you just need to start extraordinarily whittling. extraordinarily expensive. You yeah, need, need to, to learn, learn how to, to whittle. Yeah. I watched, um, I watched the Shawshank Redemption, talking of whittling. Wow. For the IMDb's first time. top film. Is it really? Fucking yeah. hell. Wow, I didn't know that. I we we uh where I'm feeling slightly better, I thought I'd adventure out last night. So me and Kirsty went to the cinema to watch the Shawshank Redemption for the first time. Neither of us have ever watched it. It's That's one of those films which I know is an absolute classic, but I've never been in the right headspace when it's been on TV to watch it. Um but yeah, we went to watch it at the cinema. It was bloody brilliant. Really fantastic film. <laughs> you heard IMDb. it here first, folks. Shawshank right. Redemption. Good, <clears throat> although, good film. Although, Johnny, I did see some plot holes in it. Um, Uh-oh. Go which, on, hit me. Well, okay, so at the end, this is spoilers. Please turn off for the next two minutes. Everybody minutes. else has seen it, Brad. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I think, right? So th- these are spoilers. So the prison guard at the end, uh, when uh, Tim Robinson... Uh, does his microphone drop and fucks off, pieces out of the building, wearing... Yeah, that, that's how the... it happens. He doesn't crawl through a mile of turds. Just pieces yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. He pieces Walk out away. in yep. pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> and he he's he's nicked the, the shoes that he shined, he's stolen the suit, and he's also stolen the ledger with all of the information in the fake name, the fake identity that he'd done for the warden with, with where he was... Squirreling away all this this uh, illicit money um, mm. for him, and he's got he's got one over on him. He leaves, he does all of that. He goes to the bank, 
sends it to the Daily Bugle or whoever it is exposing the warden. And then all the police cars come, right? And they arrest a prison guard, the, 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 the really brutal prison guard. They arrest him. And then the warden uh, takes the coward's way out. Um, but my question is, what did they arrest the prison warden? What charges? I mean, we know that he shot one of the guys. We know that he brutalized people. But what did Tim Robbins send to the Daily Bugle or whoever it was that had conclusive proof of that? There was nothing. There was nothing, Johnny. So he, how is he getting arrested? That's one of my, that's one of the things. And then the other one I've forgotten, Johnny, because I've been rabbiting on so much about it. There was another one where I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh, the other one was, he knows he's leaving that night. He puts on, he, 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 he uh, shines his shoes. He does a big fuck you to the warden, nicks his stuff, does a switcheroo, walks through in the shoes, which is a nice touch. Um, everyone thinks he's going to hang himself. But he isn't. He's doing. He's using the rope to tie the thing to his leg so he can scoot down the wall, go in the tunnel of shit. But, right, to, when he gets to the pipe, this is in the middle of the night. He gets to the pipe, which he has to smash open. A cast iron giant pipe. Now, cast iron is brittle, Johnny. It is brittle. I'll give him that. But it's really fucking loud whacking it. How did he know there was going to be thunder and lightning when he was shoe shining the warden's shoes and he'd, he'd done his move where he couldn't, he couldn't retract that move. He'd taken his suit and he'd switched over the ledger. At that point, there was no thunder, no lightning, no storm. But he relied on the thunder, lightning and storm to smash the cast iron pipe open and make his break for freedom. I mean, now, I think, how could I he think possibly your, have known? Your second one, your second one, it's just like he read a paper. Said said the weather would be bad. Everyone knows that you can't rely on the weathermen. So I just I just you know there's there's. He... <coughs> well, what what would you suggest he does? Like he reads he reads there's going to be a storm. He's like it's now or never. I don't know. You know he, that was the he, thing that, that that I was like. There's no way he could have possibly known that there was going to be a storm late this evening, unless it's a regular thing in that part of the world. But they're in New England, Johnny. They're not in. They're not in a tropical environment, so it's not like you're expecting thunderstorms. They're in New England, Johnny. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't call that a plot hole. I call it a convenience, a magic of cinema. The first a... one, are we sure that the, the, the prison guard, he's not in on the, uh, on the financial schemes as well? Is there... Oh, potentially. Is there not a scene where like, the warden's like, you should get in on this too or something? Well, it starts with that prison warden where he gets a one-time... Uh, his his brother dies. His brother was a millionaire, self-made millionaire, and he is complaining about how the government are going to take all of this thirty-five thousand dollars that his brother has left him in his will. Mm. And then Tim Robbins uh, pipes up and says, "Oh no, no, no!" He's like, "If he's like, do you trust your wife? Will she swindle you?" And then at this point, the guard, the guard's getting infuriated. He's gonna like oh, chuck yeah, him I off the roof. I remember that scene. Yeah, he's yeah. pissed off. He's like, "Why are you asking if?" Uh, yeah, yeah. If I and then he says, wife. "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He's like, "Because if you do, you can keep all of your money." <coughs> and that is where the 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 sort of use of Tim Robbins as a as a, a sort of filtering man. What would you call him? A money laundering expert slash financial advice guru within the prison system begins 
but I don't know because he He'd says have such a big Twitter following, wouldn't he, Tim Robbins? Oh yeah, 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 Pri- yeah. Prison-based financial advice. Ooh, <laughs> that stuff would go viral on Threads, maybe. maybe on thre- oh, yeah. Threads. We need to secure our Threads, Johnny. We need to secure our Threads. Yeah. Um, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so as always very little has been said about the beer but you now if you haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption uh, it's ruined if you have seen the Shawshank Redemption I mean I now want to watch it again to be fair it's fantastic Johnny yeah, I don't know why I left it so long mate it's, 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 a, it's a, great a wonderful film, film. maybe, yeah, maybe you should fantastic. just pop onto IMDB and look at the other film have you seen The Godfather <clears throat> yeah 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 I've, I've recently bought The Godfather trilogy to watch them all through in pretty shitty quality i must i must say the there's there's a fuck there's a there's a version uh which is called i can't remember what it's called but it's a it's a kind of up resed less dark version and i think that's what i have because i read extensively about the the different versions that exist Hmm. um and they're all they're not great quality prints to be honest um for for such a legendary film like the first one and franchise um the, the the first one looked pretty dark and not in just a moody way i think it's it's a little bit of a, a bad a bad oh, kind dear. of job on the transfer a bit like I that think. one episode of game of thrones yeah it's that yeah, battle yeah, yeah. where no one could see anything yeah well that's presumably that's because they couldn't afford the computer graphics right <laughs> yeah, so it's just like they spunked just all the budget on, yeah. on dragons and we're like, oh, God, we can't afford this many horses. We'll just have to make it dark. Exactly. Make it dark. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. Well, so over the next week, while Brad heals himself, he's going to watch the other top 10. I think Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings as well will be up Are you there. winding up, Johnny? We haven't even talked about the video, mate. Are we not? Oh, my <laughs> no. God. Bradley, what? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This is... Even on a week where you've been bedridden, you've managed to take 35 minutes. My my parliamentary story was about two minutes of this podcast. Come what? on. Was it really? It, no. This is like, I mean, I, d- I don't know if this is, I mean, clearly people enjoy it. Clearly people enjoy it. It's great. I love it. Let's talk about the video. Um, This week's video, <laughs> this week's video was, was all Brad. It was a pouring masterclass of uh, the three common, well, one common and two less common uh, pouring styles in the Czech Republic, mm. which has gone down an absolute storm. You and Radim um, vibing over a couple of pints. Yeah. Um, tell me first, what, what Rad was it and Brad. like? Rad and Brad. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, it's, it's a rare episode where it's just you. How are you feeling mm-hmm. going into that shoot and, and how do you feel it's come off? Um... It was, I think, it came off pretty well, Johnny. <clears throat> I think it was at the end of like a really long. Uh, Why well, say really long? We weren't there for that long, but it was an intense filming schedule over those couple of days. Um, so I hope, hopefully, the energy was still there, but I was definitely waning a little bit. Um, and I don't think I'd had my goulash for the day at this point. Um, maybe just the bread rolls at the at the breakfast. But, um, mate, it was such a great experience to um, see the master at work uh, and learn along with him that I, I think it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Half and Half was was phenomenal thing to look at. Reminded me very much of, like, a lava lamp, um, 
which is I've got, fun. I've got a question about the half and half though, because what do yeah, you? Yeah, go on. What, what do you do when you drink that? Does it not just mix eventually? I was a bit. I, I, I meant to ask on the day. We like, didn't ask, did we? Whether you're supposed no. to drink both at once, or whether you drink very sort of meek, meekly, yeah, and just sort of drink the top bit carefully and then drink the bottom bit carefully. We didn't get to the bottom of that, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the comment that I've got for this, but that that one's a bit of a gimmick. I think that one's just the bartender showing off. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, yeah, maybe it is a gimmick. That's a strong word. Because I think it it is it's showing the excellence of the bartender, right? The su- superior understanding. So then equally, you managed of the to liquid. do it. Well, I had a look. I had it was like it was like an episode, of, not an episode. It was like Ghost. Johnny. It was like Ghost. Yeah. Radim was guiding me uh, with his big strong arms. Yeah, getting a little uh, bit closer than he needed to. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, honestly, phenomenal. Um, if anyone gets a chance to go to any of like London Craft Beer Festival or I guess Manchester Craft Beer Festival still to come. Any of those. Uh, Radim is usually at them pouring. Uh, go up to him. He's such a nice bloke. He will let you pour uh, uh, a Czech pour and he'll he'll do it. You know, he'll show you how to do it. It's just it's just a wonderful thing to have, have done in your life, isn't it, Johnny? I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great fun and it's super satisfying and it is... So much better when it's poured this way, which brings oh, me to my yeah. comment. Oh yeah, uh, on 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 this week's video, um, which I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, mm. I I got a bit annoyed at this person, to be honest. Oh yeah, go on. I saw um, there's a few of these. Would you be a few? How? No, what? no, just a few people that were like, yeah, controversial. Go on, I'm interested. Yeah, well, I mean, we it. kind of knew, I guess, that that would be the case because it is. I mean, you you address it in the video, don't you? You say mm-hmm. you say that, or, or he he says that it's like um, it's an Englishman's headache um, yeah. because it is sort of uh, to anybody that's used to sort of a centimeter of head top, and that is you know legally uh, enshri- it's enshrined in law that the, the, the size of the head in the UK um, it is a bit. It looks a bit wacky, but anyway. So this this comment came from uh, "Do up your flies," <laughs> uh, who says, "Since when has Budvar been craft beer? It's a yeah. mass-produced, average lager, which personally I don't enjoy. The pour looks like a Dutch pour. Don't know what that is, which has nothing to do with taste, but everything to do with cheating the customer." Ooh. You don't mention the price of the different pours. It looks like the pour is all about overcoming shortcomings in the beer by pouring it aggressively while simultaneously charging the customer for air. Jesus. Uh, it's a gimmick. The light on dark gave it away. The only part of this comment that I remotely agree with. Uh, given the horrendously expensive price of beer, it also makes me cry to see so much flushed away. <laughs> so... Uh, There's a yes. lot to unpack there, Johnny. There's a lot to unpack. Um, firstly, you get charged for the liquid. So, uh, like a Mlico is, I believe, half the cost of like the main, the two-step pour. Yeah. Because it settles out to half of a pour. Um, so nobody's getting cheated. You're paying for the amount of liquid that's put into the glass. Um, as for a gimmick, it's definitely, definitely, definitely not. The light on dark, yeah, maybe. it's a, I, I'd call it like showing off rather than gimmicky. Yeah. Um, there's not a huge amount of point to it, but it looks cool. Um there is no gimmick to these pores, right? The, the, this is all about controlling 
the carbonation level and the texture of the foam. And both yeah. of those things fundamentally change the drinking experience. The oxidation thing, which Radin talked about, we talked about in the past, is is almost certainly true from a scientific point of view. But given that that beer lasts 10, 15 minutes in the glass, it's borderline irrelevant. It's not like skunking that changes the flavour in a couple of seconds. It would take mm. a while for that beer to really change flavour. Um, and actually, if it's long enough for the oxidation to take effect... I don't know. I don't know the exact amount, but it's not 15 minutes. Maybe it's half an hour. Then your bigger issue is the temperature of the beer because it'll be warm by then. Um, so the the oxidation thing doesn't really wash with me, but do up your flies doesn't get that nuanced anyway. Um, the thing I wanted to pick up on is is actually since when has Budvar been craft beer? Mm-hmm. Because um, the the first thing to say is that by the um, the the definitions of the BA, it's definitely small enough to be one. It, it's less than a third of the size of what can be a craft brewery in the US. Um, which, when I think about that, is insane. That you can essentially be the, I think it's the third biggest brewery in the Czech Republic and still be less than a third of the size that would become too big for a craft brewery in the States. You know, that's how meaningless the BA definition has kind of become. Um, but of course, being owned by the government, it couldn't technically be a craft brewery by that definition. Um but again, it comes down to this thing of size being the only thing that matters when it comes to craft. That was should never have been the case. You know, we should have been forward thinking enough to think that, hey, A, in America, there's going to be breweries that are going to get big and still make great beer. And B, if we look at Europe, there are so many great breweries that are huge. Um, mm. And what's gone wrong in America is, well, I mean, you can read about this in my book when it comes out, but it's about the fact that American barley wasn't, uh, was contributing haze to their pale lagers so they swapped in rice and corn um and the beer you know then became paler and paler and lighter and lighter and then they came up with the idea of light beer in the 60s 70s um and sort of trashed the pilsner even further you know it's got nothing to do with the size of these breweries in fact the bigger breweries back in the 1800s were making the better beer breweries like budweiser and, and and schlitz and all those guys so um yes i i kind of went to town on 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 this guy and this i find it deeply frustrating the the definition of craft i think craft is a helpful word but we've got to use it use it right um mate totally totally agree totally agree did uh, you have any comments perhaps oh, more cheery? Yeah, yeah 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 loads of comments and i i think the, the sort of general uh opinion was that Check pores look amazing. Um, and uh, lots of people commenting about how we pour in England and how, how that makes them feel. Uh, <laughs> chaos chaos rule, chaos, chaos ruler of all says, I hate when the bartenders pour a perfect pint, then dump out the head because oh, it's I, not full. I don't oh, know whether this is annoying. bad form, but I stop, I stop bartenders doing it. Like, if yeah. they fill it up and there's a nice bit of head on it and then they go to open the tap again, I'm like, no, 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 stop. That is perfect. I nearly did that the other day in one of my favourite... Not the other day, the other week, in one of my favourite pubs. And uh, I stopped myself because I thought, fuck, that's rude. But I looked at my pint and it felt sad. Yeah. And it made me sad. And then I thought, why didn't I just say? Because he'd done it. And then I... And then... I let him ruin it. Yeah. And it. It really upset me. It really upset me, Johnny. It's, you just got to be nice about it, I guess. You just got to go, that, no, that's great. Thank you. Like, yeah. I want a bit ahead. 
Um, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, the other thing to note is, and something that maybe people don't realise in the UK, is that the glasses that are served in, used in most pubs are pint to brim. So it's 568 mm. millilitres to the brim, right? Mm. And, and, and really what we should be using in the UK, and I wish it was law, is, is pint to line. So there'd be a line on the glass that is where the head should start. And then at least, because that would guarantee a certain amount of head without cheating anybody out of any liquid. But what happens now, and it's me shooting myself in the foot, is I'm asking for a bit of head on that pint. But that means I'm not even getting my pint of, of liquid. Um, so, you know, I, I'd rather pay a little bit more per milliliter and have a decent head on the beer, particularly if I'm paying a lot for that pint, and particularly if, if it's... Uh, continental lager um agreed i you know i I totally respect everybody you know if you just want if you want an ice man pour you you take your ice man pour but it should still be in a pint of line not a pint of brim that's a die sorry that's a niche t-shirt there isn't it johnny pint to line i'm a i'm a pint to line kind of guy we demand pint pint to line yeah uh we could 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 use money to donate to the all parliamentary pub group I don't think they need any money donated to them. No, it sounds like they're doing okay, doesn't it? With their um, fancy chicken and whatnot. <laughs> I guess it wasn't, at least it when wasn't When you say that, it was the, a similar dinner in the same place as the British Guild of Beer Writers. And as, as a director of the British Guild of Beer Writers, I can assume we are not flush with cash. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you should all join. Johnny, why why aren't we flush with cash? All these people you're hanging about with should be, uh, the Craft Beer Channel should be... Um, Riding around on golden jet skis at this point, surely. How how would that conversation work? <laughs> Just turn to, to the MP next to me and be like, "You earn eighty grand a year. You're you're a well. I mean, earn. What about expenses? <laughs> what about fucking moats and shit like that? You know, gotta gotta clear the moat out, Johnny. <laughs> Probably money at anyway. money at the bottom in chests. Um, uh, the what let's other comments go- have you got? At the let's go. If you would have told me in college that I'd been coveting beer foam, I would have told you you were out of your mind. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Good stuff. Uh, Spaceman, at Spaceman, what a great hashtag. Um, I I think Spaceman would have been a good uh, wingman for the Top Gun series. That would have been a good name. Wouldn't it, Spaceman? Mm. I and it could have had David David Bowie um, <laughs> in his helmet, being the spaceman uh, on the wing, and then he could have. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He could have uh, been very David the way he talked about uh, the mission and stuff. But yeah, Spaceman said, "God, I could watch this. God, I could watch this for hours." Um, that was terrible, but yeah, yeah it was pretty bad. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, see <it's> <laughs> I love David Bowie, uh, Mr. Rougelot. Thank you, Mr. Rougelot. Always coming with the the lovely comments and and good times. Lovely person. Uh, great job, guys. Does Radim know? <laughs> oh God, that he will be a significant stop in our journey when we get to the Brad bu- when we get the Brad bus going. Oh lordy. This is uh, people still want Brad Bus, Johnny. They still want this this Belgian well, beer. Well, you to... organise it, buddy. You, <laughs> if you we... want Brad Bus, it's called the Brad Bus for a reason. It's because you're organising. Well, I don't think did I. I don't think I christened it the Brad Bus, but it sounds sounds like 
we'll I mean, have, I we'll have would have to dig it. deep into the the annals of, of Friday five yeah, pm yeah. to see if it, was, it, uh, if it was you or if it was on the, what, the Discord forum. What music are we playing on the Brad Bus, Johnny? Well, again, As that's we, up to you. I'm not involved. We travel around. I'm not no, even no, sure no, I'm you're... coming. I'm not sure there's a seat oh, for me. Dear. There's definitely a... mate. You're driving. Wait, what? No, it's the Brad Bus. Brad, Brad is uh, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the graphics on the side of it. How's that? No, no, you're doing the whole thing. Oh, okay, cool. It's all you. The the man I'm... that's never been to Belgium on a on a beer trip. Sounds like a oh, great yeah, idea. There is a potential for all that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was that was a good comment. I like that one. Uh, Freddie Hodkin. Seven five six two. He got in there really late with the name, didn't he? Because there's obviously seven thousand four five hundred sixty-one other Freddie yeah, Hodkins. Freddie Hodkins, yeah. You wouldn't have thought it. Uh, this is great, but there's almost an element of ignorance is bliss because drinking and occasionally working in a bar in a country where this isn't common knowledge and isn't generally expected means I will now know how much better it can and should be. But also, it's probably not ever gonna be like this. So, gah! Um, I feel I your frustration. Your to that comment, that was good. Yeah, it was good, right? I was feel, I feel David that. Bowie impression. Yeah, David Bowie. Um, <laughs> David. It's not improving. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess there there is a, an element of that, but you know, this is how we put the pre- you know next all parliamentary pub group dinner that I host. I, mm. I'm, who cares about <laughs> duty? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be saying pint pints a line, please. Because then you can make the glasses as big as you want. Yeah, I think we need to somehow rework the Glen Campbell classic Wichita line man into Yeah, go on, go on. Pint yeah, something yeah. pint man, pint line man. Pint to line man. That's what we need to do, Johnny. We yeah. we're gonna get Glen Campbell died, didn't he? I think. I love Glen Campbell. Um, quite a while so ago, didn't he? We can't get Glenn. No. Who can we get? I don't know who we get instead. We need a celeb to sing the song. With a, with a gravelly... Who was the dude who sang Is This The Way To Amarillo? He's still going, I think. I, I assume you're not thinking Peter Kay. No. The, is that Neil Diamond? <clears throat> Maybe it is Neil Diamond. <clears throat> I think he's gone as well. Um, I mean, anyway, I why is know. our campaign starting with a song? Not all campaigns need a song. We could just... They do, come on. Do they? Right. I well, think they all need a good song, don't they? I mean, I can't think of a successful political campaign that had a song. Tony Blair. Things can only D-re. get better. D-Remate. Yeah. That's, that is in, in, that's sort of in my head as the new Labour song um, yep. from back in the day. But yeah, I can't, I can't think of any Conservative songs. Presumably... Presumably they hate music because they hate the arts and they just burn down any sort of music if it if it's tried to start playing in, um, you know, as they came on stage. They're all about power stances, aren't they? they? There was that era when they all started doing that weird wide-legged thing when they were up on stage. I'm still doing it. As if they had a massive uh, schlong, even if they were... Ladies. No, it's, just, it's, just, it's, to, it's actually to just get air power stance to uh, to different places. You know, it's, it? it's warm up there, particularly in the trousers that were being worn. So you're saying that it's like a heat sink move where they're just it, turning their body into like a more effective heat sink. 
well, more more like it's 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 to do with um, the the thoroughfare of air, you know, access uh, of. Tony Christie is a uh, man from uh, Amarillo. Oh, there we go. Amarillo. Still Good, alive, I'm glad Johnny. You took us off that topic. Yeah, um, yeah, we had to get off that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm 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 conscious that this podcast could actually never end. Um, oh, come so on, I'm, Johnny. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wind it up here. I'm going to leave it to the people to decide yeah. what the theme tune should be. I think Wichita Line Man is a great shout. We can work on yeah, that yeah. with Pint Man. Pint, Pint, Pint Line, Line Man, man. For, the, for the county. Um, we will see you next week for the no, no, start Johnny, of what? I'm the Pint Line Man for the country. That's okay, the there you one. Go. Come on. Right, there you go. You found it and we'll get you, um, uh, we'll, we'll get you touring the country with that brilliant uh yeah what a way to finish we'll see you next week for the start of a new little series we've put together uh as part of our retrospective of uh, 10 years of craft beer channel uh it's also worth noting we've got some new breweries to announce for our festival uh, which is on the 16th of september tickets are still for sale um we're, we're, we're running out but you still got time uh we can confirm that lost and grounded are going to be brewing as a delicious fest beer Hell yeah. And the Baron Brewing are going to be making us a tasty, sessiony New England pale ale uh, with a little bit of crispiness thrown in, but also lots of strata hops. So that is now all confirmed. We've got one more brewery to confirm. I've got a meeting on Tuesday to do so, and then we can announce the full lineup um, and start brewing. We're going to be brewing throughout pretty much all of August. It's going to be good fun. Um, right, yes. Anyway, uh, do let us know. Uh, if you've got any ideas for our campaign for Pint to Line. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you on Wednesday. Love and The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash the craft beer channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and home brewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.